And we're back with another episode of Visionary Living, the podcast. And uh, I am Rick or Rico, Rico from Puerto Rico. And I am here uh, uh, with the Visionary Living podcast. Uh, This Visionary Living podcast is designed to have people live out of a vision, um, to inspire people to see uh, an end result and a goal that they want to achieve for themselves um, and to live out of that vision so that they can attain what they want to attain. Um, I'm here with a very awesome guest star, uh, my friend Shane Kohler. Can you just uh, introduce yourself for our guests? Uh... Hey, yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Shane Kohler. I'm the founder of uh, Living Relationship, and I do relationship coaching and and, uh, relationship insight tools and strategies, and I'm excited to be here today. So thanks for having me on, uh, Rico. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And uh, thank you to all the listeners for carving out some time in your day and your schedule to be with us here today. Today's episode is called The Living Relationship, um, and so Shane Kohler is going to speak a little bit into The Living Relationship. So why don't you get us started? Um, what do you mean by that? Like if we're here and we're going to be discussing, um, you know, uh, leadership or, or relationships, what is it for you that you want to discuss? Why is this a passion project for you? What, what lights you up about this? Why is this important? Well, you know, I, I think that relationships as a whole are important because we're relational beings. Uh, We live in relationship with each other. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Mm. I don't think a lot of people realize how important relationships are. In fact, I think in terms of endeavors and uh, the things that people are after in life, I know relationships are big on that list, Mm -hmm. but I almost feel like people have a tendency to make them secondary okay. or make them um, like put them on the back burner. I feel like generally speaking, it's a lot easier for people to pursue a career than it is to really pursue like a, a deep, passionate, loving relationship. It's a lot more easy for people to talk about their career than it is for people to mm. really talk about the issues around relationship and what they want to create in terms of love and how they want to experience love in their life. Um, it's very interesting stuff that you're kind of pointing out. Um, and, you know, because I listen to a lot of people um, who talk about how kind of like failed relationships or maybe some of the, the, the things that they're struggling with in terms of relationships. Right. Um, and uh, and sometimes I can see those patterns being almost like self-sabotaging um, and uh, and call me call me crazy. Am I kind of like in a direction that you kind of to speak into when it comes to relationships or. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think people do have a, a large tendency to sabotage themselves in relationships. And I, I think the reason why is it it touches on wounds that we have that I think a lot of people just don't really want to bring that stuff up. Mm. You know, the the real issues that go on for people around relationships, for a lot of people, I don't even think they they want to acknowledge that those things are there. Hmm. And so when you talk about like people getting into relationships and self-sabotage and those kinds of behaviors, I, th I think the reason that happens is because the relationship starts to get too close to something that the person is not comfortable confronting hmm. or isn't ready to deal with. And so they certainly, and not for everybody, but certainly it happens for people where they sabotage relationships because of that. That makes sense. Um, so I, I guess my follow-up question is like, what what makes you passionate about this? Why of all things, you could have been construction worker, you could have been an uh, actor, you could have been anything else, right? And you chose relationship coach. So what is it for you that lights, like, why is this important to you? Well, I, I think people in general, like the nature of people is fascinating. To hmm. Interesting. You know, and relationships are such a hard part uh, or, or excuse me a huge part of being human mm -hmm. and and what it is to be a person and, and how we show up in relationships i think relationships really bring out the human in everyone i like that that's cool you know they, they really do they bring out like the the most authentic the deepest aspects of people and and also the most stuff for people like mm -hmm. they, they bring up the i think really they bring up the greatest good in people and also some of the worst stuff in people you know mm -hmm. relationships will bring out both of it and so i think naturally because i'm fascinated by human nature and how people are and mm -hmm. how they live and how they think relationships is such an integral part of that conversation awesome um and so when we say relationships are you speaking specifically into romantic intimate relationships like partnerships in that way or are you generalizing in terms of uh in terms of the kind of coaching we do yes okay. and I mean, our relationship with our parents are just as intricate and just as, you Wild. know, yeah. fascinating and interesting as, as romantic relationships are. And yeah, in regards to um, the work we do, we work specifically with romantic relationships. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, and so, uh, so for you personally, do you have a story that kind of brought you into the industry? Like, is there something personal from you? that uh, you can share with us that allows us to kind of get a little deeper with you in terms of why you do it? Well, you know, it's, it's funny you ask. And um, I was actually just thinking about this today. I, and I, I'm going to go ahead and share it. I, I, I wasn't sure that I was ready to share the story yet. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but I will, cause I'm here and you're asking. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate your vulnerability. <laughs> well, I was thinking growing up, um, my mom really uh she was uh in and out of several relationships throughout my childhood mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was something that i watched growing up like the relationship struggle mm. of trying to make it work falling in love falling out of love being hurt being heartbroken and it was something that was very real for me growing up wow okay and i think that i've i've always had a predisposition towards relationship oriented conversation mm. and, and i think that is really why like, i think that really um has a lot to do with it and you know with 
with the people we work with. My fiance and I, I didn't say this earlier, but the, the living relationship is actually something that my fiance and I work with together. Oh, beautiful. Cool. And, um, you know, my end of it, I, I, I can't speak for her, but I think my end of it is that I want people to have what, what I saw was missing throughout my whole life. Mm. And I found a way to create that myself. And I like, that's something in my heart. Like, I think people should have that. I think people should really have love in their lives. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. And I can, I can definitely relate because, you know, I was raised by a single mom as well. And in my youth, I saw her dating, you know, I, I remember a few of the boyfriends that she had too. And, um, yeah, I definitely see that. I can resonate with that. And I appreciate you bringing that to the surface. Um, and, and funny enough too, my, my last podcast guest was Ketsy. Um, and I just asked her like, if there was a, um, a group of people that you want to speak to, who would you want to speak to? And she spoke to the single moms. Um, so yeah, just, it's funny how it kind of came right back and, uh, shout out to single moms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's really cool. So relationships and, you know, and and I, I resonate with that deeply too, because relationships, like let's step out of romantic relationships, any kind of, um, interaction with other human beings really can be classified as relationships, right? So business interactions, that's a, a certain type of relationship, you know, even driving on the road, it's almost like we're playing team with each other and it's a certain type of relationship as well. Um, would you kind of agree with that or? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then when I said earlier that human beings are relational beings, right. that's, that's really what I was speaking into is that you're, you're always in relationship with someone or something. Mm-hmm. There's no way, there's no way out of it. No person exists on their own. Mm. They exist in relationship with everyone and everything else. And, um, yeah, so that's really what I mean when I say human beings are relational beings. So let's say that there's someone out there uh, listening to this episode, this podcast, and, uh, they have, I guess, like ups and downs when it comes to relationships, you know, given someone with your expertise, your wisdom, your experience, is there a little nugget that you can kind of share with them that they could take away right here? Just listening to you at the moment. Well, uh, In terms of a, a single word of advice or right. a single nugget for them to take. Well, he's not a genie. Right. Let's just uh, preface that one. <laughs> I mean, I would say this. Like, I think probably the most important message for people to get around relationships is that, one, um, everybody can have successful relationships. And I think there are a lot of people who think they don't. So I think it's mm. really important or think they can't. I think it's really important to say that everybody can have successful relationships. That's a powerful statement, especially for those who don't believe it. Maybe those who think, oh, I'm doomed, and this is just how life is, and this is what it's going to be like all the time for me. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing for people, is that that conversation of, you know, it's not meant for me. Or uh, So, yes, I think that um, that's the most important thing, is that everybody can have successful relationships. And then... Uh, as an addition to that, I would say that um, there are ways to have successful relationships and they pretty much work the same for everyone. Mm. And there are ways to have unsuccessful relationships and those pretty much work the same for everyone. Got it. And I think, you know, because of the nature of relationship that it's, it's, it's such a, an emotion driven thing it's such a feelings driven thing right i think people tend to think that um relationships are somehow different 
from having business sense. You know, it's like when you're in business, okay. there are certain there are certain things that work in business, right? And there are certain things that don't work in business, and, right. and it pretty much is the same for everyone. You know, like right. Like, you know, there are good accounting strategies and there are bad accounting strategies. Makes sense. Those are pretty much the same for everyone. And I think people tend to think that relationships are different, but they're really not. Hmm. Is that there are things that work in relationships. You know, like being loving works in relationships. Right. 100% of the time, no matter what. Like that's something that works in relationships. Being understanding, being open. These are things that work in relationships 100% of the time, no matter what. And people think that relationships are somehow different. Like they're puzzled on how to figure it out. Like how do I have successful relationships and they don't know. And they're puzzled by that. And, and I think it's really simple. Like Mm. it's just like anything else. Like you do what works, you figure out how to stop doing what doesn't work. Right. You figure out how to do what works and how to be consistent with that. And that's, that's a skill just like any other skill that is developed, mm-hmm. you've got to work on it and develop it, but it works the same for everyone and anybody has access to it. Hmm. That sounds awesome. So um, definitely some big nuggets to take away for anybody who's listening in terms of, um, you know, relationships can work for everyone is what I'm hearing. And and it's simply about us finding our own individual way to relate. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you speak into? Well, finding our way to relate and and finding out how to to do the things that work and, and to stop doing the things that don't work. So in your uh, experience and in your uh, uh, field, what is something that you see comes up most often or most frequently, like either a problem or challenge that a lot of relationships suffer from? Um, I mean, there, there are a handful, you know, mm-hmm. of really common ones, but I think... It's a jealousy. Jealousy is a pretty big one. Um, and so, what do you speak into for people who maybe have that like grip around their partner, their spouse, where they're like, "You can't do, you can't." And jealousy and, and jealousy is what controls. What, what, what do you say to that? Well, a, a couple things, and this is something that I've always said said around this. Like, if if you don't think the person that you're in a relationship with is a person of integrity why would you even entertain a relationship with them? Mm, that makes sense. So I, I think, you know, I've, it's not, like my fiance and I have talked about this. It's never been an issue. Like jealousy has never really come up for us. Right. And, and we've lived in different States for three years, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we've spent a lot of time apart and there was never even that concern that like anything was going on. Right. And we've talked about that and we both basically said the same thing. It was like, well, I know you're a person of integrity. I know I'm a person of integrity. Right. We know each other are people of integrity. So that doesn't really make sense. Like that wouldn't show up in our relationship. Right. And for, for people who maybe not, may not be leadership uh, minded like us, what do you, what do you mean by integrity so that everyone can understand how that impacts their relationship? Well, by integrity, I mean somebody who will honor their word Got it. and honor their commitment. It's almost like a, what you say is what you get. Like a transparency, there's uh, honesty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you could say honest, trustworthy, um, transparent. I, I mean, I think transparent is a little bit different. Okay. Um, because it, like, I could be transparent or not be transparent, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, I might not be transparent with everybody about everything, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm not a person of my word. Okay, that makes you know? sense. Right, right, I right. Think, 
but I think being honest, being trustworthy, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you don't think your partner has those qualities, there, there are a couple of things I would say. One, like, why are you with them? Mm-hmm. If you don't think they're a person of those qualities, why would you want to be with somebody who's not? Mm-hmm. And two, like, if, if you are committed to that relationship and you don't, you don't think they have these qualities, then we've got to find a way to get them there. Got it. We've got to find a way to have those qualities be in the relationship. So, you know, one, either don't be with them if they don't have those qualities or figure out how to have those qualities start showing up in the relationship. Cool. That sounds uh, pretty cut and dry. It's either a a mismatch or a a, a commitment to working on and transforming within that relationship. Is that what I hear? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, And okay, so let's go ahead and switch gears real quick. Um, so visionary living the podcast is designed to inspire people to live out of a vision and so what i'm going to ask from you is to bring up a time when that you can recall in your life where you had a vision for something that you really wanted to attain you had a picture you had an image in your head you had a goal you were goal focused and uh, maybe life challenged you through some obstacles in your way and you just overcome those challenges overcame it um, using that vision almost like a lighthouse amidst a storm do you have a story that you can relate to where you had that vision and you overcame and triumphed? Yeah, I have, I have a bunch. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Great. Good. <laughs> but while we're on the topic, I think, you know, one of the biggest ones that comes to mind it is my relationship with my fiance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at, at the time we're recording this, it's kind of cool. Uh, I'm moving to New Jersey in two weeks oh yay congrats thank you yeah Yeah. it's awesome so i'm actually we're we're finally moving in together but we've been together three years and we've lived on opposite sides of the country for this entire period of time wow that's commitment yeah it it is it's it's been a huge lesson in commitment and i think that um if i were to share a story about a, a time when my vision got me through you know, i think it's really been our relationship it was a big one because when we met you know it was we we literally started dating under the idea that this probably isn't going to go anywhere <laughs> you know like <laughs> we live in opposite or we live at opposite ends of the country we live in separate states you know she was spending some time in florida for some things she was doing right and <laughs> we both kind of had it in our mind. Like, I don't really know where this is going to go, or I don't think this is going to go anywhere, but we were open. Right. You know, and, and as we got to know each other more and more, like it became pretty clear for me, like, uh, I'm committed. Like, I really want this to work. And in the last couple of years, there's been a lot less uncertainty, Hmm. but I'd say the first year to year and a half was, like completely uncertain, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there was just so much uncertainty of where the, where is this going, where, and there wasn't always evidence for me to think like, uh, yeah, I can see this going somewhere. Sometimes it didn't seem like it would. Mm, Interesting. And really in that period of time, like the vision of the relationship I wanted, the vision of the life she and I could have together and my commitment to having that possibility be the one that would happen as opposed to some other possibility. Right. Right. You know, like my commitment to that really got me through. And and I think, you know, to share insight on what we're talking about here, 
I think that's where a lot of people fail mm. is I don't think they trust their commitment enough. Like they're say in a similar situation, maybe a new relationship right. or it, it doesn't have to be opposite ends of the country right. because everybody goes through that period of time in their relationships. Right. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't trust that they can actually have the relationship they want happen. Mm. Like they don't, they don't trust that they could actually have that show up. And when things get difficult, they, they, you know, maybe fight for a little bit, some people for a really long time, but eventually I think where a lot of people go wrong is they resign and they give up. Mm. So, um, I, you know, as I sitting here listening to you, uh, speaking to relationships and kind of maybe some of the belief systems around relationships, you know, I start to notice for me, uh, kind of where I came from in terms of, of what narrative I was running. And so one thing that I noticed, and maybe you have some, a takeaway for me or people like me in my position. Uh, but one thing that I noticed was that all throughout high school, I was single and I was single, not because I couldn't get into a relationship. I was single to, I, because I was afraid to get into a relationship because my fear was that this might be the last one. This is the exact opposite. Like most people like look for the one so they could just be happy and like live. And for me, it was like, wait, what if this is the last one? <laughs> so it was the opposite experience or the opposite perspective. Do you get a lot of that? Uh, and, or do you have any takeaways for, for that? I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> I'm a unique one. <laughs> well, like you said, so many people are looking for a relationship, right. you know, like I, I've, um, that's interesting. I, I mean, do you work a tell, lot? Tell me more about like the, the fear was that like, what if you never get to date anyone else ever again? Yeah. I, I guess that, um, in my narrative or in my belief system, there's like a, a sense of adventure. And so I actually find, uh, pleasure and safety in the unknown mm -hmm. as opposed to where most people like they feel comfortable in the known, you know what I mean? But for me, it's like, I don't know. Great. I want to see that. What's up? Let's explore, you know? And I don't know if that's maybe held me back in some of my relationships, having that perspective. Uh, okay. So actually now that I'm thinking about it, what it really sounds like is a fear of commitment. Ah, okay. Yeah, which that does come up a lot. Yeah. It does come up a lot. And but especially I think, and not that, not that it doesn't come up for women. I think in my experience, it comes up more for men. Uh -huh. I think women are more, um, and I don't want to make generalities, but okay. just in my experience of working with both people and working like, uh, I think women are more apt to want to find someone right. and, and have a relationship, get married and men are more apt to, um, and not that they don't want a relationship, right. but that internal struggle of, you know, wanting to be with someone else or not wanting to, you know, be tied down forever. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's, that shows up more for men in my experience. Not that, not that it would never happen for women either. Right, 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 right. But I, I think really, you know, there's a, there's a certain maturity that comes. And I, I really think that's the answer. Like okay. as, as men, I think we all reach a point in our lives and maybe I shouldn't say all of us, but right. I think generally speaking, you know, men will reach a point in our lives where it's, it's less about, how do I put this? Like, 
it's less about chasing things mm-hmm. and more about like um, standing for something. I see what you're saying. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's like having principles and values that allow me to stand defined in my in where I am and unwavering to other people's beliefs almost. Yeah, or unwavering to this like outside stimulation, cultural conditioning almost. Yeah, cuz huh. you know, I think I've said this before that you know how uh, and maybe you know, maybe some people don't know, but often when you talk about meditation, right. you talk about being focused. All right. Like focusing on a single point and giving all your attention to that point. And I, I've said this before, I think relationships are like a meditation. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like you commit to this person, like a monogamous relationship. It's like you commit to this person. Right. And there's all this outside stimulation and there's all, you know, like uh see pretty you know, attractive people everywhere you go. And, right. and it, there's all this outside stimulation and being able to, to focus your attention on one person, on one relationship, rather than having it be divided. And, you know, every time the wind blows, you're being pulled in a different direction. Right. I think that's a really high level of mastery actually. Yeah. That's it. I see that. And I can I can commemorate people with that level of maturity as well. Now that you've highlighted it for me. So thank you for yeah. that. Um, and you said something that I noticed. Um, you, you said monogamous relationships. Do you work with partners who are not, uh, who don't identify as monogamous or are you f- uh, primarily with monogamous, monogamous partners? Uh, yeah, primarily monogamous. Uh, I mean, it really depends on, on where somebody is. Like, I wouldn't say I would never work with somebody. Right. And, you know, and I also understand my perspectives aren't for everybody. Right. But I, like I have worked with people in, you know, polyamorous relationships and, mm-hmm. and these things have come up and this is my take on it based on working with people, based on, you know, my own experiences. Right. I don't think these things ever end well. Mm. I think they're usually more advantageous to one of the people in the relationship than the other. Uh-huh. And, and sometimes like, and I, I'm not saying necessarily like, men or women, I think right. it, it can go both ways, but I think it ends up being more advantageous for one of the people in the relationship than the other. Than the others. Hmm. Um, I think it, it often breeds uh, again, jealousy, jealousy, right? Like fear, resentment. I don't think people really ever feel safe. And, and I think like that is not to say that it could never work, right? Uh, but I'm saying I've never seen it work. Got it. And I've, I've seen a lot of situations where it hasn't worked and pretty much unanimously, anytime I've worked with somebody in this situation mm-hmm. or known somebody in this situation, all of this stuff was present. It's like an imbalance of the jealousy or the control or the not getting enough attention or feeling worthy is yeah. what I make up around that. Yeah. All, like all of that. It's, I think it's important when we're, when we have that level of intimacy with someone, mm-hmm. I think it's important that we, take responsibility for making that person feel safe. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, I don't think that happens in open relationships. Well, um, just out of my curiosity, since we spoke into it, if any of our listeners are out there and you feel that you are in a successful polyamorous or outside of the monogamous, uh, perspective and that you do feel like you're successful in relationship, I'd be interested to talk to you and get your uh, perspective on that as well. Um, so thank you for all of our listeners who are, who are out there. Um, so, uh, let's say that 
we do have listeners out here that you want to speak to. Uh, you know, in fact, let me see on, on Facebook. If you guys are live right now on any of our live feed and you want to comment, um, this is a perfect opportunity for you to get interact interaction with us. Um, we only have half of our podcast left to go, um, but I do like to presence that for anyone who is live with us. Um, alternatively, um, is there something that you're up to? Is there like a project that you're working on that you'd like to share with people so that they can become aware of it, maybe be involved or learn a little bit more about you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've really been sharing about it all along, but mm-hmm. my fiance and I, um, we have a coaching company. We offer workshops and, um, and special invitations to work with us. And we have a lot of things available, a lot of offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd say follow us on Instagram. It's the living relationship. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Uh, again, the living relationship. Cool. Um, we're going to have a YouTube channel coming out soon. So, you know, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you'll definitely be apprised of that once, once we start releasing that. And, we have a lot of free content available. Um, we have uh, new content we release every week on relationship uh, insight strategy. And, and um, specifically, I'd say we we focus on uh, newer relationships like hmm. for, for people who are for people who are um, either single and dating or people who are in a relationship, maybe around a year or less. Mm-hmm. And are going through some rocky periods and really looking like, how do I establish a foundation early on? It's going to have my relationship last, um, for many years to come. That's very awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, we have a lot of free content available and also opportunities to work with us. So, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and that's the best way to, to stay connected with us. So you heard it uh, straight from uh, Shane Kohler. If you guys want to follow him and his fiance on uh, their relationship coaching, gave you all the d- details on that. Um, and so uh, I, I know that you kind of explained a little bit of your why, like why are you in this field and what you're up to? Um, I guess my uh, alternative question is, uh, how did you get into coaching? In general, like I know that you kind of started going into like relationships and coaching, you know what I mean? But like, what, what was the foundation? What got you into the industry? Uh, you know, again, your why is clear. I, I see it like, you know, mom and, and conditioning and cultural conditioning, wanting relationships to be important. But then how uh, the way that you wanted to affect and impact relationships, you chose coaching, right? So like, how did you get into that industry? And why did you choose that methodology? Um. Well, uh, I think probably it started with making a lot of mistakes when I was young okay. <laughs> and uh, really, uh, you know, getting into some dark places in my life mm-hmm. and um, having to find my own way out, mm. having to get coaches, you know, having to um, having to look for personal development work and, and ways to ways to improve my consciousness, ways to be happy, ways to have my relationship work, ways to have my career work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so my own journey has led me into this field and, um, you know, being in the field of coaching and, and training and workshops and, and all of this, I, I think that, um, well, I know, I, I mean, I've been well educated in, you know, by some of the masters of this work and, and, um, and learned a lot there, but I think it was really my own journey that brought me into this mm. and my own 
really my own desire to elevate my consciousness and, and grow and, you know, become the best person that I could be and live my best life. And that that's what brought me to this field. And once I was here, I said, yeah, like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, another thing that I, uh, and I'm just going to bring it up because I kind of know about it, you know, but, uh, you know, you're very mature, you're very wise for your age. Uh, and, and do you ever get anyone kind of questioning your wisdom or your experience or the kind of value you could create for them based on maybe like them kind of assessing you as young or as, as anything like that? Not that um, anyone has ever addressed with me. Hmm. I I suspect sometimes, and, and you know this, like I, I deliver trainings all over the country. And, right. Um, yeah, you do very well on your performance. I appreciate what you do. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I suspect, you know, especially some of the trainings that I do are not, um, they're not a walk in the park, you know. They, yeah. <laughs> <Bad>. they, uh, <laughs> they can challenge the people. So I, I actually... I have suspected like sometimes there are people who don't come back on the, after the first night of the training. And right. um, I have suspected that maybe they don't come back because they assess like, who's this young guy telling me, you know, about my life <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So um, I have suspected that, but not that anyone has ever addressed with me. Right. So. Got it. So it's just a uh, suspect at the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, I mean, I do know that you are uh, young, and given that you're young, you're, you're extremely wise, very mature, and I can totally see so many lives being cha- changed by your intention and your, your fiancé's intention. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, in fact, I wanted to share a um, – and I, I think I've spoken about, about this in one of my episodes in Season 1, but I wanted to bring it up for you and kind of like share it with any, any of our listeners here because, you know, there are certain scientific experiments that I've – followed and i've learned about and as i've learned about these tools i I can see them being applied like in practical ways to relationships so um you know for one there was an experiment that was done in the 70s and i'm not sure if you know about this it's uh they, they had a person a and a person b and they were complete strangers and what they did was they hooked both of them up to a brain scan um, I don't know if it was an MRI or a brain scan or whatever it was, but they started to uh, measure the brain in resting positions just so that they can get a baseline. Then what they did was they took person B, again, like let's say person A is you, and person B is some strange strange homeless person from underneath the bridge. You don't know him at all, complete stranger to you. There's no connection, right? Uh, and then what they do is they shock person B in front of you. So what they noticed is that um, person B, the person who was shocked, right, their brain scan spiked uh, dramatically. Uh, what do you think happened to person A's brain scan? My guess is there would be a spike as well. There was a little bit of an increase. There was a slight spike, but more out of concern. It wasn't like yeah, physical yeah. pain, like the same way that that person B experienced. Less of a, less of a spike. Yeah. Exactly. So then what they did was they took person B and they switched them out for someone that you knew personally. So let's say your fiance is now person B. Then they proceeded to execute the experiment over again. And so they shocked person B. Now do you have an idea what you think happened? I imagine the spike would be higher. <laughs> so what they found is that both brain scans were actually identical. That's interesting. So it, it goes beyond just a bigger spike in terms of a reaction. It goes into, I was able to physically feel what you felt, even though I didn't physically feel it. Like, 
our brain, my brain registered the same electronic electrons, neurons, those same things exploded in my brain that said pain that you, that went off in your brain, even though I didn't even get shocked. Well, uh, I mean, I definitely think that in relationships, we connect on more than a physical level. Mm -hmm. I really, I really do think that's the case. And I mean, we, we see it all the time. I'll, I'll start humming a song that she's thinking about. Right. Know? Right. Like I, I definitely think that that's, that's how it is. And I, I don't really know what to make it of that other than I think the whole universe is full of a lot of things we know nothing about. Right. And, and that there's a mystical aspect to all of life. And this and, is definitely what I put together uh, in terms of that. Cause I've sat and thought about this experiment so many times, you know, and on one end, you know, I see that when we are empathetic with each other, right. So let's say in the monogamous relationship, you know, I, I get together with you and I'm empathetic and I start to fall in love with you. There's a certain, what, what it's called is brain coupling. And so when I feel that we've coupled, when our brains have coupled in that, in that way, then you feel what I feel when I hurt, you hurt. So you would never want to hurt me. And so there's a safety in knowing that we are feeling the same thing. There's a safety in knowing that we're brain coupled, if that makes sense. Likewise, on the opposite side, you know, if someone is self-sabotaging themselves and you care about them deeply, it's, an, it's painful to watch someone do that to themselves and not take any direction or guidance from you. So it's almost like a desire to disconnect. Like I, I choose not to brain couple with you because of the way that you live your life or because of the mismatch and how it's going to affect me and, and impact me. What, do you have any thoughts on that now that I've kind of illuminated a different perspective? Um, I don't, I don't do enough research into, um, the brain aspect of all of it, mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I mean, I understand there's a science behind, you know, chemicals being released in the brain and, right. and all of this, all of this stuff around relationships that, that I understand there are, there is scientific evidence around all of it. Right. I don't research enough of that to really know about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but in, in reference to what you're saying, I, I think, I think it's healthy for somebody to have a, um, to have enough discernment to say, you know, you're sabotaging yourself. You're, you're, you're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a step back here. Right. And, and I think a lot of people actually don't do that. Yeah. A lot of people, you're sabotaging yourself. You're hurting yourself. Let I'm going to try to rescue you right. and I'm going to go down with you. And I it, actually, something we coach people on frequently are, are these kinds of situations is, you know, how do you be with a loved one when they're being destructive? Mm. You know, like a lot of people think they're helping and they're not. And it, like, these are, these are great questions that people deal with mm -hmm. and, and people live with. And I, I think there are no easy answers to them, but something, you know, we definitely work with is how do we navigate situations like that? Like, right. You know, how can you, how can you maximize your service to them and still not harm yourself. Right. And I, I think, you know, if, if somebody's hurting themselves and you're going down with them, you can't really be helping them. Right. Because I don't think your I don't think their their health would come at your expense. I don't think that's the way it works. Yeah, and, and I actually what came up for me was a little phrase that I, I learned that I like to repeat, which is it's kinda of like we're moving the furniture around on the Titanic. 
It's yeah. like we're all going down anyways. <laughs> so to move this over here and make it look pretty won't really do anything, right? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, so we are coming down to the last little bit of our podcast. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of want to open up the floor for you um, to speak into again and, and maybe promote anything that you're up to for our listeners. Um, uh, uh, last 10 minutes, if we have any live viewers who want to comment and have any interaction, now's your time. Um, otherwise, I, I do want to give you that opportunity to kind of speak into anything that you want to speak into. What do you want to share with the people who are listening if they've created value from you and they think that what you've got is awesome, how do they follow you? How do, what is it that you want to tell them and share with them? Um, yeah, well, first of, first of all, just for everyone listening, thank you. You know, I appreciate you tuning in today and, and, uh, and hearing what uh, Rico and, and me have to share. And uh, So thank you for being here and, and definitely appreciate you showing up. Um, you know, I, I already said it, but I'll say it again. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, if you want to connect with us, if you want to learn more about our work, um, Instagram and Facebook are, are the best ways to do that right now. It's The Living Relationship um, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we have a lot of content available. We, we release new content every week and uh, really work on staying connected and creating value for the community. And we also, that's where you can find out about opportunities to work with us and workshops and things that We'll have available there and you know feel free uh, shane kohler on facebook uh it's k-o-h-l-e-r um if you have any questions you can send me a message and uh, i'm happy to connect with you directly uh, my my fiance is fatima da costa you could reach out to her as well um and we'd, we'd both be happy to speak with you if there's any anything we can support with and uh yeah i think that's that's basically all i have to share you know if, if you enjoyed what i had to say please follow us and we'd love to we'd love to stay connected and um and have you be a part of of our community of people creating incredible relationships so awesome thank you guys so much for sharing so again anyone listening out there um if you're interested in deepening your relationships bettering your relationships or even finding that relationship uh shane kohler might be the guy that you want to talk to so uh definitely follow him and everything that he just plugged um, is a great opportunity for you guys. Um, so uh, in terms of me, I definitely wanted to plug the Visionary Living Podcast, which is this podcast that you're listening to right here. Um, and again, the goal of this podcast is to uh, feature guests um, that have an expertise and that they can share something about their lives when they used a vision for what they wanted to achieve um, to overcome circumstance in order to achieve their life and have it the way that they want it. Um, so if you want to be a guest on this visionary living podcast, I would love to hear from you. Um, so please send, uh, any info, go on the uh, website is pond to flight pond, like the body of water, P O N D pond to T O flight, like we're flying pond to flight.com. And you can uh, find more information on all of that. Um, additionally, this podcast is dedicated to Brenda Rivera, who is my mom who passed away when I was 13. And that's my way of having her live on through my memory. So uh, once again, I want to say thank you deeply to all of our listeners, uh, to everyone who joined us. I appreciate your time and your attention. And I look forward to uh, serving you some more with new episodes.